Hello, hello. Welcome to the LGH TV podcast. We are pumped uh, about this episode. It, yes, podcast number seven. Number seven. Robust to the noise. Uh, Morgan and I decided to do something a little different, as you'll hear us explain in a couple minutes uh, with this podcast. And so I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, we get pretty real and authentic in it. Uh, and I, I think you guys will get something out of it. So I think you'll really enjoy it. Yes, and as always, we want to talk about any upcoming events, so don't forget people in Colorado, and for people outside of Colorado as well, um, we have the world premiere of the entire season for the Find Nicaragua, so that's happening in two weeks. Yeah, October 23rd at the Avalon Theater in Grand Junction, tickets, general admission are 10 bucks. $35 $35 gets you to the general admission screening, plus afterwards, a live, uh, there's an after party live mural with our buddy Patrick Maxey, live music with our buddy pa- Brad Corgan of the band Dispatch. Um, an open bar comes with that $35 ticket. A chance to just meet all of the filmmakers will be there. Yeah, silent auction. It's just going to be a fun night. Uh, for you guys get to have the first glimpse of the season, which we are insanely proud of. Uh, we just feel like we've, uh, our whole team has done a, such an amazing job and we've learned a lot since the first season in, in, in things we could do better. And um, So anyway, we think you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, yeah, we would don't forget, love mark you to come. your calendars and spread the word and start getting your tickets because they will, they can sell mm-hmm. out. And so with that, we would just say, enjoy the podcast. I'm Morgan Hanso. And I'm Dave Hanso. And we believe that every person is created with unique passions and talents. And yet most of us don't live as if that's true. Welcome to the LGH TV podcast. So we have decided... Uh, we had a road trip this last week, and we decided that we are still trying to find our voice with this podcast and figuring out where we go and the kind of stories we want to tell and the kind of impact we want to have. And one of the things we said was we wanted to be more conversational. At least try that out, see what it's like. Yeah, and so just really invite you into just a conversation that we would be having anyway, but we just happen to be recording it versus giving a lecture or a talk or a message or whatever you would call it. Um, And so we're going to try that today. But because Morgan and I see each other all day, every day, and we even work together, um, we rarely get the chance. uh, How would you even explain it? Well, I think we said that what would it be like to walk into a podcast not knowing what we're going to talk about? Yeah. Kind of just leave that in the air and then be surprised but the only way to have a surprise is for one of us to not know the topic and the other one to know the topic yeah so we thought we'd actually both come to the table today with an idea and maybe we could use rock paper scissors real okay. quick to figure out who gets to introduce something today and then maybe next week or another week we'll do the same thing Okay. And have the other person go. So rock, paper, scissors. Here we go. Just one time. Okay. No best out of three. You're just, we're going to have to say it out loud. Are we ready? Okay. One, one two, two, three. three. Oh, Ooh, no. We both got scissors. scissors. All right. One, two, three. 
No. Oh my gosh. We both had rock. rocks. One, two, three. Oh, <laughs> I got a rock and you got a scissor. Let so me you, name you. you win it. Okay. So what's the topic tonight? All right. So I had this idea that so much of life um, is about learning how to press on, press in, keep going, and block out voices. Hmm. Okay. So I wanted to do a podcast where we just talk about what it's like to, well, we have this friend, Matt Toth, who always talks about staying robust to the noise. So I think yeah. that's the name of the podcast. Robust, robust to, to the, the noise. noise. Okay. Um, and we get to just talk about what that looks like in our own lives. And then I think it'd be fun to have people hashtag robust to the noise and give us examples of ways in which they stay robust to the noise. Yeah. That maybe we can talk about um, next week or maybe post them. I don't know. It's just something fun. But cool. yeah, that's, that, that's my idea. You know, I think there are so many voices. I mean, voices, demons, I don't know. Brene Brown calls them gremlins. Little things that get in your head and just jack with you. Hmm. Um. I was thinking about it the other day, and I feel like it's like a little wrestling, crazy thing that just wanting to you to tap out on life, just be like, oh, it's too hard, or you're not enough, or you're you're gonna wear that. I don't know, just those crazy voices. Really? So you're talking about big things, so our big dreams for our life, the big things we're working on, but you're also talking about small things. Yeah, I'm talking because you're about saying like, like what you're wearing. What you're wearing, yeah, the way you look. The word, and I think who you are, regardless if you are a stay-at-home mom, which is one of the most important jobs in the world that gets the least amount of credit, to a C-level executive, we would all be lying if we said we don't have those voices that tell us or try to pull us down or suck us in or pull us back. Okay, so I guess I would say I'd love to hear with, like what are some of the struggles that you have some of the voices and that you struggle against and then what are the ways in which you intentionally combat those yeah well i think just the fact that we live in a small town i think that's one of the things that um although we've used it as a positive over the years meaning we've used it as even normal people from small towns like us can do things that are big and beautiful with their life. The truth is, is, um, yeah, there's a, there's a slight just insecurity that comes with, um, yeah, not being, yeah, not feeling like I, we really get it. Like, like, are you, uh, okay, I would say this. So my ideas feel really big and important to us, the things we're working on and putting our hands to each day. Um, but the moment I step foot in LA, the moment I step foot even in downtown Denver and I see just a million people doing their thing and working on whatever they're working on, running from meeting to meeting, whatever they're doing, wherever we're at, um, my ideas and my big dreams feel really tiny. They feel really insignificant. And I, and I, it's almost like, who do you think you are? Like, give me a break, Dave. Like you really thought you're your show you're working on was important. Like, look around. Like, it's tiny in comparison. 
So that's one. That's one for sure. When things feel the hardest, um, and we've talked about this a lot, and when I'm feeling most insecure, um, I, I get this tendency to um, feel like the joke maybe on on me, like um, yeah, like the joke, the joke may be actually on me. That that. What do you mean by joke? Well, so we spend a lot of our time. Uh, talking to people, producing media, producing all sorts of stuff. I post, you know, design things on Facebook, to, you know, and post on Instagram and um, all with the hopes of inspiring people to use their life for more. And um, and the days when it doesn't feel like uh, I'm actually making much of an impact or why isn't the thing we're working on growing or why can't we pay our bills or why can't all of those things on those dark, darker days that feel harder. Um, I feel like, wow, like given a significant portion of my life to try and inspire people to use their life for more, maybe actually the joke's on me. Like maybe actually, maybe I'm, um, maybe I'm like the laughing stock. Maybe I'm, does that make sense? Maybe it's maybe the joke's really on me. I know I keep saying that, but the truth is, is that's what it feels like on my darker days. And so, um, that's definitely one of them. Me- meaning, like you've given you've given your life and your energy and your time to inspiring others, and you aren't even doing very much. You aren't even the real deal, or the you know. I think that's probably common for guys and girls, but I definitely know guys in general struggle with that. Yeah. So interesting. What are what are some for you? Yeah, I'll share with mine, I guess, and then we can talk about ways which we, how we try to combat that. Um, gosh, well, I would say, I mean, just being totally honest, one of them is what I look like, just struggling with acne and crazy stuff, skin blotchy skin disease, some hormonal imbalance, whatever it is, it just makes me self-conscious about what I look like, and so on days where I let my head go to what I see in the mirror and I want to pick apart everything that's wrong with myself. Yeah, those are some ugly days, which I question, you know, my beauty and my worth and base it on what I look like. And then I would say, yeah, that, that voice of like, who do you think you are doing something? I think you, I mean, kind of similar to what you were saying but I also, in the last few months, you know, it's been really hard tra- transitioning from running an organization where we knew where revenue was coming in. Um, I'm talking about when we were doing Light Gives Heat and running the or, the projects in Uganda and creating products and selling them. And we had this continual cycle of um, revenue and from sales. And then we get to put it back into what we're doing and it funded what we did. And made sense and transitioning these last couple of years we've in a sense had to start over even though we're in the ninth year as an organization and so a lot of things have felt really hard and so I think I think the voice that I hear you know scream in my head is like you're nine years into this this shouldn't be this hard like maybe you guys aren't good at this maybe you're not cut out for this kind of work you know you're in your mid-30s and you have no savings account and 
you know, look at all your friends killing it in their industries and, you know, rising to the top. And I feel like we're at the bottom. So I've been in construction for 21 years, um, which is more than half of my life. And uh, one of the things that comes at me all the time is uh, that I'm just a construction worker. I, I just count nails for a living. Um, there's nothing more to me. One of the things that I always hear in my head is if I do good in one area, the other area suffers. And what I mean by that is the more involved and um, intricate my job that I get paid for is and the better I get at that, then the only voice I hear in my head is that I'm being a bad mom, that I need to spend more time with my kids and that my um, husband is suffering and that my home life is suffering. And so when I get home, instead of really enjoying my family and having it as a rest place, the things that scream louder is your house is dirty. You haven't cooked good meals for your kids. You haven't prepped in a way that makes your husband come home and say, oh my goodness, you're such a great housewife. Oh my goodness, you are the most amazing mom. And so really, I always have this battle in my head of, I can't do it all. Is that similar to what you say when you say the joke's on me? Does that, or not? Are they yeah, two different things? No, I mean, it's, yeah, it's really similar. I mean, yeah, it's easy for me to do the same thing where we look around at companies or organizations or ideas or authors or musicians or whatever um, or entrepreneurs who have started something at roughly the same time we did and they far surpassed us in immeasurable things, which are silly. I know they're silly, but Facebook likes, Instagram followers, revenue, like um, the following they've created or the things they've put their hands to. Yeah, those are the moments where I go, wow, maybe the joke's on us. Like, we thought we were doing something important with our lives, but maybe the joke's on us. Maybe that's the underlying reason for everything is fear. Hmm. Fear that you won't be accepted. Fear that you'll fail. Fear that it won't turn out like the way you want it to. And I think it for me it's fear, and I'm sure it's for a lot of people, fear that what I'm putting my hands to really won't make that much of a difference and nobody's really going to notice it. That's 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 it for me. I think, yeah, that nobody would really notice the the stuff where, and it, it wouldn't have any significance in the long run, whatever, whatever it is. Um, that's, a, that's definitely a lie that I hear a lot. Yeah. Or like when we're doing the Kickstarters, I feel like that's another time where you just feel very vulnerable because I think so much of us thrive in thinking that we can control things. So when you're in places where you really are out of control, um, it's a crazy tension to live in. But I find that those are also days where those voices scream really loud. Hmm. Yeah. That same kind of thing. Like, who do you think you are? Why do you think what you do matters? Yeah, those are the most uh, insecure moments for me when we've laid ourselves out there and it's public. And um, like, if you're going to crash, it's also going to be public. It's the naked dream. Oh, jeez. You know, like, yeah. Where you're giving a speech and, you know, 
Is that the right? I don't know. I'm really bad at those, huh? You are bad at those. Just analogies and metaphors in general. I always do them and then I don't get them in the right context and then I sound like an idiot. So there you go. That's one of my quirks. We're foolish if we don't get up every day knowing that we have these gremlins, like Brene Brown says, or voices that are just trying to get us to tap out, to give up, to give in, and to believe and succumb to the fear and the lies. And some days it's freaking hard to combat them. Some days, interesting, remember when we were driving to Denver this last week and we listened to the podcast with um, the You Made It Weird podcast with yeah. Pete Holmes and Liz the, Gil- uh, yeah, Elizabeth Gilbert, Gilbert. E-Pray e- Love author, yeah. Who also, I mean, that's what she's most known for, but she also has done novels the last couple of years and I really liked the one that came out last year, The Signature of All Things. But she was talking about, with Pete, about this idea of protecting your headspace and how it's so much easier to rescue yourself right when you start to have the thoughts rather than let yourself go down the rabbit hole and then have to rescue yourself out of that really dark place. You know, the line that I've tended to use for myself, and we've chatted about this, um, is to make decisions... Uh, when we're at our best, that'll affect us when we're at our worst. Mm-hmm. And not wait until we're at our worst and, and think we're going to make some good decision about our life and about who we are and about what we say about ourselves. Um, but instead, um, make some decisions uh, to be robust to the noise when you're at your best, not when you're at your worst. Um, so, some of the things that we do, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think this is the fun part. So tell me, babe, what are some of the things that you do personally to stay robust to the noise? Yeah. Like uh, intentional choices that you make each day or things that you've done to set yourself up for your best, even if you end up at your worst. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the truth is, is um, by... Most days, 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm only an hour, a couple hours into work, I, I, I often can feel pretty defeated or, or tired already or depending on the what we're working on at the time, um, can feel almost lost in some of the work we're putting our hands to because it's so big and it's not ultra practical on a given on any given day and so well and part of the hard part is it's not measurable like you work for months and months not having anything to show or anybody to give you approval or turn something in so it's it's very subjective and very independent yeah so for for me i mean it it starts the moment i wake up we intentionally you know you and i both intentionally wake up before our kids ever get up and uh, at least a half an hour, 45 minutes, sometimes more than that, so that we have time to like just process the day, grab a cup of coffee, you know, listen to music or go down into our basement or uh, read, whatever it is. But, you know, that time is like really, really crucial for me personally because I bring the kids to school every day and I'm off and the day begins at, you know, 7.30 when I leave the house. Right. Well, and I think we've 
it's so sometimes we think that we're going to have that time later on in the day. And if I know myself, like, who am I kidding? Because I know I'm going to find yeah. a million things to fill my day um, once I get going that are going to pull me away. And for me, like, when that alarm goes off, it's so much harder. I'm not a morning person. Right. Right. Yeah, you're not. Not at all. <laughs> so, and I am. Yeah. yeah. So it's somewhat, yeah, it really, it feels like a sacrifice, but it's one I know I have to take because otherwise I'm not grounded and I'm letting my kids wake me up and I'm ready. Then I'm annoyed by them, which sounds horrible as a mom. But instead of, you know, delighting in them and welcoming them into the day and setting the tone, like I let that frustration set the tone or that tiredness set the tone. So I think that's important is like setting the tone to our days. Yeah. Well, another thing I do too is I, I get the luxury with, with running LGH and being the person that typically is posting things online. And um, I, I typically create the things um, that I need. And so when I get the chance to design the new stickers for the Kickstarter backers, and we, we created this set of five. Like, there are things that my heart needs so that I can be robust to the, any given noise, any given day, the, the noise to any given day. And so, uh, typical Facebook posts where I've designed something with typography and lettering, and usually it's some inspirational thought, or um, usually it's because that day I need to hear that message. Yeah, just that naysaying that gets going on in my head or the things that are making me feel small or the things that are making me my dreams feel impossible or, um, or you know, we run another company, Chrome Buffalo, that uh, we design new t-shirts every few months and um, people use it to fundraise and uh, almost every one of the shirts I've ever designed for them, for, for our other company, is because they're a statement or a thought that I need. That's been key, is to put our hands, uh, even when we go do the find, to be honest. Those are the stories that I need from my own heart because I need to meet that other people uh, who are out changing the world and I need to be reminded that, oh yeah, this is possible. This is possible for my own life. You know, human nature is that uh, battle is with swords and knives and guns and all of that, but our ultimate battle as humanity um, is within our own hearts. And, and choosing, choosing what's good and what's true um, about us and what's beautiful about individually ourselves and about others, um, that's the battle. What I can only do in those moments is remind myself, instead of staying there, I have to remind myself that I can't do it all and that's okay. And so to be really, truly robust in that area, I have to make time for myself. And it's completely opposite of what I think I should do uh, on the outward thoughts. But when I stay still for just a few moments, then I remember that I just need to steal away. And for me, it's going on a hike or going on a walk and being outside in nature. And it's also just having time where I quiet my head and if I'm in my work area, I can't. And if I'm in my house, I can't. And it's crazy how I can just steal away and walk in the forest or walk on the monument or wherever I'm at. And my thoughts quiet. And then I can be reminded that I don't have to be at all. What are you? What are things you do? Maybe even more practically. Yeah, well, 
it's funny you talk about well you mentioned the basement but um i like our basement our basement is weird it's really small <laughs> it's small it's just one bedroom little room it's also our pantry and um our storage area but yeah we did you have the idea i think you did i think i did yeah a couple like a year and a half ago you said i would love to have a place in our house where we could just plaster truth and draw and decorate and put words up that remind us of what is true and so if you go down our basement so, for you listening, it would kind of look like when you watch those crime investigation shows <laughs> where you see these, like, weird people that have plastered stuff from, you know, newspapers and magazines and they've been tracking people and that's what it kind of feels like. But it's all really, I don't know, for me it's refreshing and it energizes my soul so we have like a big light up sign that says joy down there we have things that we find i'm a, i have an addiction you do <laughs> it's like you hate it right do you hate it or do you because i also i like it well over time i'm okay with this basically morgan you rip out I know. uh more magazine articles and pages and statements and um, colors and I, you just you rip out just magazines and then you collect them and then most of the time until our basement project over the last couple of years they just sat somewhere until yeah. one day you're going to get this magic amount of time so you can go use all of this these magazine clippings um, but you've made it into something really beautiful. So I'll do a lot of typography and I'll do a lot of statements that I love down there. So big, you know, in Sharpie, I'm on the wall build, drawing this two or three foot thing or this small little statement. And then you're typically down there with Maj Paj, right? right. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, make, create collages and yeah. So I just put words and find pictures and then write other things on top of them or poems or things all kinds of crazy stuff and then it's fun too because we let our kids in and they've written things down there that they've either heard or have come to know as truth for them and then when we have friends who are artists we'll make them draw cool pictures on our wall <laughs> so yeah it's fun and I think that lends itself to another thing for me I you know because I'm here at the house I, I work from home most of the time I'm here, so I think part of it for me as a mom and a wife taking care of our home, um, as well as working, I'm like, I, I need to be reminded and see stuff around our house. So we've been really intentional with the art that, <clears throat> pardon me, the art that we've put up around our house. It all has a story, whether it's a big key or a um, picture of, you know, the one I'm looking at right behind you, Dave, is the Alice in Wonderland, you know, I love, that's one of my favorite stories and movies. And so there's this key, you know, keyhole up top and the blue butterfly holding the clock and Alice looking at you. And then that statement on there, sometimes I believe in as many as six possible things before breakfast. And so just those little things that grab you and remind you, believe in the impossible things or 
you know, the key has become symbolic for us for the find and um, so many other things of like what we get to do in our lives, what things we get to chase after and find and unlock. And speaking of keys, like sometimes things are symbolic. So we have a key that's like on a piece of ribbon that we put on the base of our stair staircase. Not staircase, but what's it? The yeah, railing? Staircase, yeah. The railing? Yep. It just sits there, but it's a reminder. So when I go by it, sometimes I walk by and I forget that it's there. But sometimes I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's a reminder. That's a symbol of what we get to do and the thing we've been invited into. Um, Another thing you do that I love around our house is that most of our mirrors and um, all throughout the house have, have written verses on them or written something encouraging or... Usually it's when we're going through something hard, you write it, but then it ends up staying there for months until we, or until you go out and typically change it up. And so everywhere you walk in our house, there's things that just remind us um, that we're in a bigger story, that yeah. what you feel that day or that moment uh, isn't the truest thing about that day, that there's something more true. There's something, there's a bigger story being played out. Um, and I would say that, the people that we know that live the biggest stories, live the things that um, that will be told about after they're gone, are people who who have figured out ways to be robust to that noise. Mm. They're people who who have strategies in place for even the voices in their head that tell them. Or and sometimes it's in our head, and sometimes it's people around us. Sometimes being robust to the noise meaning means. I don't listen to um, things on TV that are telling me certain things, or I don't listen to certain ad messages, or I don't listen to certain friends or certain family members who may may want the best for you, but they don't really believe in as big of a vision as you may have for your life or, or the things we can impact. And so um, being robust to the noise is... Um, or they tell you that your worth and your value comes from something that you do or produce or, you know, rather than who you are or, yeah, that's a good point that you just have to be careful in protecting who you allow to speak into your life and creating those boundaries. And that sometimes saying robust to the noise actually means saying no to people or putting boundaries or only letting people come in, you know, keeping them in those outer circles. Right. Yeah. And, and the same thing with like, we're so the opposite of any legalistic or any, oh gosh, we, we can't watch this and you can't listen to that. We're not like that at all. But the, there is a reality to not allowing some of those things that would make me feel smaller, but the media we listen watch or the, the, the music we listen to, um, to, to say, well, this is the proper distance I give it to me. This is the proper amount of time I can listen to hip hop or rap because it it makes me feel this way about myself, you know. Um, but there are some sick beats. There so, are some sick beats, and it allows for some good dance parties, which we like. We but do. Tr- that is true. Like knowing how much you can give something in your yeah. life, and that all depends. I mean, that's all personal. Like, not that. Well, there's you, different yeah. seasons where we can have way more of it or way less of it. We, you know, we have to be we have to be aware. Um, of how loud that noise gets and where we we give it permission or we don't give it permission to affect us that way. I think so often I'm guilty of um, acting as if life happens to me instead of acting on my life. Mm. 
And this is being robust to, to the noise inside my head is one of those things where I think it, it's easy for me to assume that um, it's just happening to me versus um, there are a lot of really practical things that I can do to ensure um, that I don't have to listen to those noises. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you, you as a husband, babe, because you put that decal on our mirror that says you're beautiful so that one days where I get obsessed or worry about what I look like that you know it's there to remind me of what truth is or gosh I'm even looking right now at our arms (laughs) and we have tattoos on our body like that's pretty crazy yeah like I have a star on my wrist and it's supposed to remind me that I shine brightly in this world and um which is weird because some days it's just there. It's become something I've become accustomed to. And then some days I look down and I remember what it means. Or we have love winds on our wrists and, you know, it means something to us about truth and right. love. I mean, gosh, we got it tattooed on our body. Yeah, apparently we believe this stuff. I think you and I uh, have have been pretty... <laughs> have been insanely, not pretty, we've been insanely intentional um, from the, the huge drawings I've done on the wall in our, in our living room to the art we have to uh, the friends we keep and the friends we keep closer uh, to ensure that um, like we've been really intentional to make sure that those are the voices that get the loudest, are most of our attention, they get the loudest loudspeaker in our lives. And um, because the other ones, the, the ones inside our own heads and the ones externally, um, they're going to keep speaking. Uh, the choice for us is, has always been, and I think we've gotten better at this, is to ensure that those, uh, the people speaking truth and the speak, people speaking the best into us and calling the best out of us, um, they get the loudest loudspeaker in our lives. They get, the lo- they get the most attention. But we have to be intentional about that. Yeah. a good point we have a choice and I feel like we also just have to be kind with ourselves you know Mm. because there's so many days where it just feels like a certain way and we get to acknowledge those feelings but how do we lovingly acknowledge that those feelings are there but then also call ourselves out to know what is true. You know, I think going back to your philosophy days, you always talked about little T truth and big T truth, how little T truth is still there and it's true, but it's not the most true. And our friend Jenna talks about most true versus true. There's a lot of things that are true about circumstances, about, you know, you know, they are true, but there is a big T truth that supersedes that. What is most true about who you are and where you're going and what your worth is and where that's found? And that supersedes that. And so sometimes I think it's just realizing that some things are true, but how do we call ourselves into what is most true? And so sometimes that's being kind when we've taken the rabbit hole and we just have to pull ourselves back up. I don't know. I think that's hard for me. I don't know if that's hard for you. 
but sometimes I'm so grateful because then when days when I've failed and just completely blown, blown it, you know, when I'm having a pity party and I'm crying and I'm a mess, you know, luckily those are the days where you get to come alongside me and remind me of what truth is. Yeah. And who we are and that we're going to be okay. And the days when I want to quit, right? <laughs> and go get a real job or, you know, live a much more practical life. Um, those are the days, fortunately, where you come around and go, hey, no, 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 no. That's not the, that's not most true about our circumstance. That's not, that may feel true today. That may feel true right now, but that's not the most true thing about you. You're not a bad dad or you're not a bad husband or you're not a bad, you could, you may have messed up in this area or you may not be killing it today in your job. Um, but that's not the most true thing about you. So it makes me think that about this quote that I read today in a book it's actually a quote from the book Unmarketing, which wasn't the book I was reading, but they were quoting it. Um, Unmarketing is by Scott Stratton, but he says this great thing. So if you Google it, there's lots of great little posts and things that you could probably put on your phone. But it says, ignore the haters. You're not the jackass whisperer. Hmm. I just love that. Like, <laughs> oh, how much, like I could, I want to make everybody feel comfortable and everybody you know, appease people, but that would suck so much time. And that's not even our jobs is to not to deal with those people who are just going to be jackasses. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. What if we, today, instead of talking about what inspires us, what if we say what in the past couple days has kept us in particular, like you, um, robust to the noise. Yeah. Um, I watched Moneyball yesterday, which is my favorite movie of all time. If you haven't watched Moneyball or you think you've watched it and you didn't think it's the best movie ever, you need to go rewatch it. Um, but it's about, uh, the manager of, which I don't even watch baseball, but the Oakland A's years ago, it's a true story, uh, how basically he decided to do it, uh, uh, recruit players because they're a very poor team compared to most of the big big uh, big teams in in the major leagues um, financially and so he decided to do it a completely different way and basically throughout the whole film people are doubting him people are thinking he's crazy like there's no way it's ever going to work and um, and in the end of course you get to see uh, his his big risks eventually paid off but one of the most beautiful movies uh, shot, edited, soundtrack uh, that I've ever seen. Um, but I, I intentionally watched it because my heart needed it. So I didn't watch it for just because I like the movie. Um, and it's not as if I had an extra two hours to just give something like that. But that was real intentionally um, intentional uh, for me to put that on yesterday and, and go, hey, my heart needs to watch this. So go watch Moneyball. And Brad Pitt just kills it. So It's one of those movies where Brad's always eating something I no like... no that's every movie brad pitt's in if you guys true? yeah it's true yes every single movie brad pitt's in that's like his mo is to they the director says okay start eating a twinkie okay starting an apple all right scenes going on go eat a hot yeah like he's constantly eating that's true it just makes him look cooler apparently or like he doesn't care about what's going on in the scene okay well for the sake of being transparent as i think about me being robust to the noise the last couple days 
I think that I have to admit that I have not been robust to the noise. That I have totally given in to the lies and the fears and the doubts that have just been thrown my way. So, um, yeah, I guess that's truth. But I'm grateful for the people, you know, here's that have called me out of that. Living a living a small story, right? Yeah. And and forgetting that there's a much larger one. And yeah. the tendency, and we've talked about this a lot, is mm-hmm. to universalize it. So because your finances are hard this day, you universalize it and say, my life is always like this. Yeah. Or our marriage is hard that day, and you say, our marriage is always going to be hard. And of well, course, and I think those are true. the words you look for, right? Those are the key words. If you're using always or never. Yeah. No, no words because you're making <laughs> your, yeah, exactly. Well said. Thank you. So anyways, that's where I feel like I've been. And it's funny because one day, a couple of days ago, I'm just got done super frustrated. I just feel like I needed to cry. So I start crying and just, I kind of was like in those holy anger, like throwing my hands up in the air, kind of like asking God, like, don't you see me? Don't you see us? What is going on? And I looked down at my phone, and there was a text from a sweet friend who I've actually never met in person, but we've texted for the last couple years, and she lives in Florida. Um, Her name's Emily, and she just says, hey, how are you doing? I mean, literally at that moment. And so I'm just grateful. So then I'm like, oh, well, do you want to know? I actually caught me right in the middle of crying and so I text her back and we go back and forth and have a great conversation and she just bombards me with some truth about who I am and what God's doing in our lives and yeah, it was really good but it was very timely. So yeah, I'm just thankful for those people who have checked in on me and who know me well enough to know that um, I haven't been at my best self lately and have yeah, offered me truth and grace in the midst of that so that I can then extend that truth and grace to myself and pull my eyes out from looking in to looking up. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening in. Experimenting with us on this pop-up topic conversation interview. Yeah, I hope style. you enjoyed it. I, I, I liked it. I think the more conversations I can have with you and we happen to record it, the better. Oh, thanks, Aww. baby. So as always, you can find us uh, on Instagram and Twitter at LGH underscore TV. Um, on Facebook, LGH. Just search for LGH. And, uh, wait, wait. Come course... on. Go to our, have we hit 7,000 friends on Facebook yet? No, we have not. Okay. If you listen to this podcast and you have not liked LGH on Facebook, we have been trying to hit... The 7,000 like fans, whatever you call them, on Facebook for months. Months. Like, like we can't get to 7,000. We've that... been just like wanting to get there. I we know it's an... not a big deal. We, but... we don't announce it or talk about it. We're but... at 6,989. But yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Just help us push over the edge, please. Yeah. And then also, please hashtag robust to the noise and also tag LGH underscore tv or lgh tv and and share with us those things that you're doing to stay robust to the noise we'd love to hear about it well and we would love to just retweet them resend them comment on them so that other people 
Uh, here are the things that are working for you. Are they, are they comments on, you know, or a, a new wallpaper on your phone? Um, if so, show them to us. The things you, you know you're going to pick up all day that you need to be reminded of, and so you put it right there. Um, yeah, any of those things, uh, let us know. And yeah, like Morgan said, uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, we just hit 400 subscribers, which is not a lot in podcast world, but that's amazing. In, in a month, there's 400 of you who are tuning in each week, And uh, but let other people know. That's the only way, um, yeah, that, that, that just these vulnerable messages get spread are by people like you sharing with your friends and family. So with that... Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a great week, and go be robust to the noise. Mm.